on this episode with Expand with Jenna Brown. I am so excited to bring this guest, Jennifer Madden, to you. She is an incredible business coach guide. She is so many things, so multidimensional, multifaceted. She is the CEO of Soul Meet Strategy. Enjoy our conversation on simplicity in business and overflow. All right, welcome everyone to Expand with Jenna Brown. This is actually Expand with the Jennas today because um, the other Jenna, as I like to call her, Jennifer Madden is here. She is the CEO of Soul Meet Strategy. Say hi to everyone. Hi, other Jenna here. I'm so excited for this quantum Jenna portal that we are going to create today. <laughs> yes, I love it. All of our Jenna powers combined. We were we were joking before we got started. I was well, I was. I'm not actually joking. I'm not, I'm going to take that back because I really have this theory that people that have the same names are like we're all the same soul fractal. But then I realized those of you with like really common names that might be like offensive because of the amount of people that are out there that have your names. So maybe that's just. Something I like to think about my, for myself. I don't know. Maybe it's just a Jenna thing. It's just a Jenna thing. Um, okay, so today we're really just taking a moment to ground down and and ask the question: What are some of the things that are up for you? And what's what are some of the questions running through your head? And immediately, what came to me to just bring Jenna in and hear her wisdom because you're going to hear how amazing she is and how many beautiful codes she has for women and business, feminine leaders transcending the matrix, all of the things juicy and yummy. Let's just like dive right in and talk about the two things that came up um, channeled for me was through simplicity in business, women wanting simplicity in business and to live in an overflow state. So what comes up for you around those things? Oh, loaded, loaded question topics. I think if we start with the area of simplicity, I think one of the big things is, and this directly correlates right away for me to safety because I feel as women, we want to feel safe and simplicity is almost an extension of that because we live in a world where our nervous systems, and I know you talk a lot about nervous system management. And for most, if not all of us are pretty out of whack on that and not feeling regulated and by extension, not feeling safe. And so I feel like this desire that most women in business hold for simplicity is really, really connected to actually desiring less overwhelm, desiring more ease. And it's almost that energy of like wanting to make more money while working less and wanting to make more impact while having to like do less. And it's not necessarily that we don't like what we do. I'm not sure about you, but for me, as much as I like having automated and passive things, there's always going to be a part of me where I I, I like to be immersed in my business. Like even if I had... $800 billion, like I'd still want to be involved in my business Mm -hmm. and not have something a hundred percent hands off. But like the simplicity piece to me is actually much more connected to flexibility and feeling safe and not Mm -hmm. feeling pressure to perform, to do, to create, to provide where it, it has this level of playfulness and fluidity attached to it that's that's mm-hmm. the first thing that comes up when I just tune into the actual energy of simplicity yeah I love that you said that because even like like I think of it as just like tuning out all of the noise and quite quite literally I love you always say this question like if no one had told you how to do it how would you do it and this aspect of like simplicity of you are your own 
best leader and you are your own best authority. And so like, if, if there are no other voices telling you for what to do and all those things, like, what would you do? Right. Like, how would you do it? And I think, um, I was actually just talking on my mastermind about this this morning of this aspect of, for a lot of us, we can, in entrepreneurial women, we're trailblazers in so many ways. And so a lot of times I think we're looking outside of us to be like, how do you do this? Like, how do you do it simply? And we might see some examples, but ultimately I think a lot for a lot of us, our road is really within us of how does that look for you? Like what would simple feel like for you? Mm-hmm. And I love that you said it would feel like safety. Yeah. I feel like it would feel like safety and it feels like ease where simplicity I think can show up in, in this more analytical logistical sense where we don't want to have so many moving pieces and requirements that we create for ourselves to have the outcome that we desire. So let's say if we want to make 10 K per month and we have offers and skills that we're excited about, but we don't want to feel like we also have to spend all our time marketing and that we have to do 200 things to say, get the clients. I feel like this is where I hear that expression a lot of like, Oh, I want simplicity. And Mm -hmm. simplicity can also come from this symptom where there's a lot of multi-passionate women out there. I'm definitely one of them. I feel like you might see yourselves as one of them because we're very (laughs) multi-dimensional, like multifaceted. Mm -hmm. But I think that sometimes this simplicity theme gets stirred up because we actually have overcomplicated things and we are overperforming and over stuffing things and over committing ourselves like all of these symptoms that happen from this like root of basically wanting our business to be successful and for things to work that we add on all these layers and then we're like oh I want simplicity but simplicity to me isn't necessarily less money or even like less work in the business per se in terms of our time input Mm -hmm. it's more to me that we can spend our time with flexibility, doing what we actually desire, because there's a lot of women who are entrepreneurial, but they aren't necessarily spending their time in the way that they want to. And so Mm -hmm. let's say if they're a coach and they're all excited about coaching or healing or whatever, but then they feel like there's this whole other world of digital marketing and business that the craving for simplicity isn't necessarily less work. It's actually less time doing marketing and less time doing stuff that isn't really their genius zone that I feel like would create the feeling of simplicity. Oh my God. Yes. I love like literally everything you just said. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) The one word that came up for me too, was like a standard that you choose to live by. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that that's been huge for me just even recently of watch, you know, when you've been around the, the game, quote unquote of business for a while, you kind of just know, like you kind of just see everybody's doing their own thing, even if it kind of looks similar Mm -hmm. and you begin to realize I can do this however I want. Like I can choose like so-and-so is over here charging this much money and has one thing in her offering. The same person is charging like half as that and has 87,000 things in her offering, right? Like I can do whatever version of whatever I want. And, um, I love that you bring that up the zone of genius thing, because 
so many, it's totally comes back to marketing. When I really think about it, what I'm hearing from a lot of my clients and probably listeners is this aspect of like, if I'm going to do that, I have to do so much more on the front end of like the marketing aspect. So what have you seen in working with your clients and yourself of your own journey of just like, even some of those pressures to like give into all of the modes and all of the things. Um, and how have you seen that be honed in in yourself or like, where have you gone through that kind of process? Mm. This is a really good reflection because it, it brings me back to the earlier days. I want to, I want to say of my, of my business, but also of helping others in their business where just using mine as an example of five plus years ago, even as recent as three or four years ago, I was doing so much. And a lot of it comes back to what you had shared that I say a lot, which is if no one told you how it should be done, how would you do it? I was not attuned to that at that time where I was literally doing everything that everyone was doing. So I was joining Mm -hmm. this program and joining that program and watching that webinar. And that phase that most of us go through of really being more of a consumer than a creator, because there's that fine line where, of course, as women in business, there's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's a spectrum. And a lot of us go really deep on the spectrum because it is overwhelming. And it's like, how do you know how much you need to know on these things and what will work? So of Mm -hmm. course, there's this, this layer of trial and error that really happens in business. However, I find there's a lot of projections and conditioning in this industry. And it it might be from a past mentor, might Mm -hmm. be from a friend, but it literally could be just from watching other people's Instagrams and creating this expectation that things have to be done in a certain way, like Mm -hmm. you kind of alluded to. And so this can drain so much of our energy and actually have us putting in like the same amount of hours of work that maybe... I'm putting in now, but it's like the energy infused into it is just a completely different experience. And I yeah. felt really out of the pocket of inspiration and creativity for a while. Like an example would be this was two ish years ago. Actually, it was basically exactly two years ago. And I had hired a digital marketing agency. The amount of times I've done this and it wasn't aligned. And so probably spent tens of thousands. Anyways, this particular investment was like 13 grand to build me an updated funnel. And as I got into it, I just realized they were on a very different wavelength than I was. And so I had all of these outstanding tasks and things for them to do that it made the entire energy of marketing in my business feel really heavy. And it also made me feel less in the pocket of mastery and creativity with my actual clients it basically just created this like cloud of doubt where Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't really doing a good job and I feel like I wasn't in alignment with what I was doing and all of these things came up that I was doing a lot and it basically led to a really important liberation and I think we go through multiple layers of this as entrepreneurs but of these liberating moments where we might want to burn it all down or there might be this big pivot or shift that happens. But either way, it's this point of awareness in our consciousness that we hit of basically learning to trust ourselves more Mm -hmm. and allowing it to actually become fun again and playful and curious. Because at that point, I really only had one or two offers I was focused on, whereas now I have probably seven 
Mm-hmm. And yet I am actually physically working less in my business and things are, are happening easier. And I feel that it's not really because of strategy. Not really. It's not really because of my audience is bigger. It, it isn't really that much bigger because I'm quite on top of cleaning it out regularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just become more, more, I would say of a representation and an expression of how I feel in my business. And so when I felt like it was complicated and hard because I was making it that way, that was basically what my experience was. Whereas now I'm more in this state of what I like to think of as like relaxed receiving. And I think a a key thing with this, which maybe we'll talk more about, but the energy of receiving in itself, which I think some people have this conception that it's about like literally laying back and do nothing to Mm -hmm. receive And I actually see receiving as a very active process. Mm. It might be literally just in our energy and our intention. I know you and I were riffing on manifesting before Mm -hmm. we hit record, but it can also be a very active type of thing that we're doing, like in terms of action and stuff as well. So that was kind of a rant, but I do feel that there's some nuances. I think our energy and, and our experiences that we get to create in the energy of simplicity in our business. Yeah. 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 I think that that's been just so big for me and for a lot of clients in this aspect of you're so right. Like the beginning of entrepreneurship is so much trial and error. And then you're like, Oh, I like doing things this way. Oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. Oh, that felt really good and nourishing. Oh, that was like really easy and, and life-giving. Um, And some of like my most incredible launches, I literally have like not had a sales page for, I have like just been word of mouth. Like it's it's so funny, the things that I'm like, uh, that were the most simple in the sense of like, even just energetically, we're like the highest yield quote unquote money wise. And it really taught me like, I can do this however I want and how I want to do it is simply, I had this experience. I feel like I have these experiences a lot right now because I'm in the in the midst of, I feel like a large uh, leveling up of my business, and it's like I, it's like right here, and but it's like not fully actualized, but like it's here, like I can feel it in my body. And I had this experience. What was it last week? Where my OBM and I were talking about getting me on Pinterest. And I and like logically, I was like, this makes so much sense because Pinterest, da, 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 all these things. But energetically, I just was like, it just feels so complicated. Like I was just like, I just don't want to do this because it feels complicated. And it wasn't like this is a growth edge thing that I needed to lean into. It just didn't feel good. It just didn't feel right. And I was just like, yeah, I just don't think that that's what I want to do. And so I didn't. And it was so, it was just one of those moments of a reminder of there's so many different ways you can be successful and you get to decide what that path is. Um, but ultimately I think when we stand, like when we say like, this is the standard for me and my business, then the whole universe aligns to that. They're like, Oh, okay. This is what the standard is. (laughs) She doesn't have to have 675 bonuses in every single program she's giving because that's just not her standard. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, um, a big thing for me that I'm noticing is, is overwhelm when I've been doing like a dopamine detox and all these things where I'm like, yo, we are so conditioned to be in overwhelm. And then we're also like addicted to the cycle of overwhelm. Totally. And then as coaches, and guides and healers and, and leaders, I'm like, how are we also adding to that for people? 
right? Like mm-hmm. what, what te- level of integrity do we need to take to say, like, I'm actually not going to add to your overwhelm, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to make a commitment to myself, even in the way I create that it's not going to be overwhelming for you as a consumer, right? Yes. Like there's just so many things that I've been thinking about on those lines of like, for me as a neurodivergent person, um, open person, whatever we're saying that is now, um, I go back and forth every day of this aspect of realizing that my body, my brain, like wants the dopamine addiction, but my body my soul, I guess is what I should say, desires more simplicity and ease. And that's always like what it's wanted. Yeah. If my clients also want that, am I, so I guess that reflection for everybody listening is to look back at like, then how are you consuming things? Like if you're saying like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming because I have 7,000 coaches on my Instagram feed that are launching every two and a half seconds or whatever. It's like, how are, how are you doing that? Like, how are you participating in part of Mm -hmm. that overwhelm? Or like, are your products so freaking giant with 85,000 things in them that like no one could ever complete them, even if they tried because there's so many things in there. Like, how are you, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes so much sense. Yeah. And I even jotted down a few things because I think there's a couple codes in there. One of the things I just jotted down is the distraction from our greatness. And I feel like this is twofold where we do it both in terms of our programs where we'll actually just stuff so much stuff in there to try to prove our value or our worth or whatever for our clients that we are Mm -hmm. contributing to the noise. And it's actually a distraction from literally just being enough and from just being in our greatness and our magic and everything with our clients. And then also the distraction from our greatness in terms of the overwhelm and the commitments and the things for ourselves as business owners, where I feel that there's this layer of distractionism as a sabotage method, where, like you said, it creates these dopamine hits and these cycles for ourselves. And so I feel like to distract ourselves from ourselves and literally just having to trust, we will be in 200 programs or we're looking in the echo chamber of other coaches, which leads me into kind of two other things on the overwhelm spectrum, which is the difference between needing to and choosing to. And I think Mm. that there's an important distinction here. And you made a really good point that I've experienced too, that some of my best launches and things have been the most uncomplicated things, like literally a, a message me to join or click this Google doc or whatever. And when we are coming from a place, let's say of having a funnel or a really nice branded sales page or something. If we're coming from a place of, I need to have that in order to succeed or in order to make sales or in Mm -hmm. order to magnetize people, I feel like this is where we end up basically creating this loop that, oh, I put all this time or money or effort into this fancy thing and it didn't work. And then I still had a flopped launch or a half full program or whatever versus when we come from a place of choosing to, which I think is such an important distinction. And I was literally talking to a client about this this morning with sales pages that they're kind of more for us than they are really for the client. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's great to have a beautiful page or whatever that people can perusal and get a good sense of stuff. I think it's still a powerful tool, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of more for us to go through the journey of having to massage out the vision and what are we trying to communicate? And for us, 
to feel good about what we're putting out there. So if we can actually just feel good with say a Google doc or a call to action on our Insta stories, mm-hmm. it can yield the same results and effect as the fancy sales page. And this is where for me and my business, like right now I have some really beautiful sales pages because I chose to create them and it felt really great. And then I have other programs that literally like my highest level offer of my mastermind and my private, like don't really have a dedicated spot right now that I'm sending people. I have like a backend Google doc that I can Mm -hmm. share with people or reference and it's working just fine. So Mm -hmm. I think there's that distinction between needing and choosing. And the other thing is the complicated energy and how if things feel complicated or overwhelming, that sometimes it's actually a lack of understanding like understand, like, and so we're not feeling empowered. Like example being, if let's say we're on Kajabi or something, maybe Mm -hmm. it's on our genius zone, but we're actually blocking ourselves because it just feels so complicated and like such Mm -hmm. a burden. And so we'll start blocking ourselves from really receiving through that avenue because it feels unknown. It feels complicated. And so in those moments, it's not about becoming a tech whiz, but it might actually be the key thing to literally watch a tutorial or something so that we can actually just feel like, ah, oh, okay, it's not this big thing to it, this pending energy in my space. And we can actually liberate ourselves from that and feel like there isn't overcomplication in our field because we now feel empowered and we have a general understanding. So sometimes I feel this overwhelmed feeling we create and lack of simplicity is actually like a lack of understanding or lack of empowerment on some of the key aspects of our business that we don't necessarily need to master, but we just need to have a base level knowledge of so that we don't feel like it's, it's bogging us down and, and feeling heavy because we don't know. So anyways, those were a couple of different things, but all felt important to say. Mm-hmm. Well, even tying that back into what you said about marketing for so many people can feel so overwhelming. And so like, if we're putting so much, you know, say you, you recently started your business or you're even like scaling your business and you're like, okay, in order to do that, I have to market better. Right. Like how many people think that (laughs) like, I have to get on TikTok. I have to make 77,000 reels. I have to like, whatever it is the you have to quote unquote air quotes, and, and really it's like you, just like you said, when you are naturally just being like, it has to be overwhelming quote unquote, cause that's what you feel. Cause maybe social media doesn't feel easy for you or doesn't feel life-giving for you. And then that naturally is putting a, a kink in the energy of receiving when you like want to receive those clients to do your mastery, which is really, and I always like look at, I'm like, it really is two separate things, right? Like it's like these two whole different skill sets. And depending on who you are, like most people, at least that come to me, like have this mastery and they're more frustrated in this aspect of like, how do I get people in quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what they're saying. And you're like, so that's, I guess what it's tying into me of like, what would happen if we decided as a collective to say like as women in business, feminine leaders to say like, I'm actually going to commit to recognizing what is overwhelming for me. Like maybe what's overwhelming for me is not what's overwhelming for you or someone listening and vice versa. Also, because like, 
you and I, we've ran a business. Like I've, I always tell my clients, like I've only been in this business for two years, but I've been in business for nine years. Like I've been on social media every day for nine years. Like, I'm like, it's a very, it's so normal to my nervous system. Like it's not even 1% jarring to me at all. Right. Like I've been selling for nine years, essentially. Right. Like when, when you've been selling for nine days, you're not going to have the same capacity to market. Maybe the same, you're looking at someone else and be like, I have to do it like the Jenna's. And it's like, (laughs) well, no, actually like you have to do it like you and in honor where your nervous system is at so that you don't kink up that energy. Would you agree? Yeah, I would so agree. And it makes me think about to this actual simplicity code, which is to double down on what works not if you've evolved past it or you're bored of it or something, because obviously the, those things can factor in. But I find a lot of the time the the simplicity path is like literally right there. And we'll do something and it works, but we think, oh, it couldn't be that easy. Like I couldn't do that again or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then we just add more on top of it. And I'll even use my husband, Spencer, who's in this field of coaching and stuff as well, where he hasn't enjoyed things like Facebook and Instagram for many years. And he's literally pushed himself to show up on things that just don't really work for him. And it was a couple months ago. He's like dabbled, I'll say on TikTok for the last year Mm -hmm. or so, but like literally had this block. Like it couldn't be that easy. I couldn't just focus on one platform and have it be easy. And so over the last basically 30 days, he did an experiment of what if I just removed all these other obligations? I stopped showing up on Instagram. I deactivate my Facebook. He stopped podcasting and he literally without much attachment has just kind of experimented, which I think is a really important energy to just play with and get Mm -hmm. curious with TikTok. And he's literally just yesterday hit 10,000 followers in 30 days on TikTok. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. 60,000 likes and is making sales, like automated sales, you know, where people are buying his like $77 ebook or whatever off of there. And it's leading now to, even though he's not doing anything on there, his Instagram is growing. And like stuff is happening that now he has like a whole new wave of inspiration and it's working. And I mean, I've had so many different clients go viral. I'm not saying that TikTok is the answer. It's just one platform. You can do this on any platform, mm-hmm. but like the simplicity in, in itself in that regard, because I know me personally, I have a podcast, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm kind of on TikTok, I'm doing some email marketing. I'm in a, I got my hand in quite a few pots, but because like you, I've been doing this a long time. It isn't stressful to my nervous system. And I have my own groove with these things that it just kind of works. And let's take my husband Spence as an example. Like it wasn't really working for his nervous system. Like he was getting mm-hmm. super stressed. It wasn't feeling fun. And so we took all of that away. And now it's like, he's getting ideas to get back into podcasting and do all these things. So if anyone's listening to this and is craving simplicity from a marketing kind of aspect. And you Mm -hmm. feel like you have had to, or you have put yourself in all of these different platforms, just as one example, this could be other areas of business too. It might be an opportunity just to look at like, what can you actually just put on the shelf right now? And it might be for a month, it might be three months, it might be six months, but like what would actually be possible if you doubled down on not only what works, but what actually feels easy to you? Because mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. Like some people might find it easy to record 45 minute podcasts. And like, mm-hmm. if they actually just kept doing it, it would yield results. But a lot of the time we do it once and then 
pivot into other things. And so I feel like that can be a symptom of like the lack of feeling safe and the lack of feeling Mm -hmm. that sense of stability within ourselves and that trust that we just bounce around all over the place. And that's what puts the nervous system out of whack way more than actually marketing it in itself or showing up on social media or being on computers and stuff. So I think that there's something there as well around choosing not because you can't be on multiple things but actually just to sit with like what are the top one to three things that feel the easiest Mm -hmm. and the most fun and what would happen if I leaned into that for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days and like come at it from an experimental kind of energy where you're not trying to get to a destination but you're actually just genuinely curious like well what would be possible if I played with this for enough time to actually get some data and and play with, play with it. I love that. Yeah. I love to, like you said, like that he put a container around it because he said like for a month, I'm, I think you said it was a month, right? Like I'm going to try this. And I think you're so right, especially for women, as we are healing that masculine, that inner masculine energy, if you tend to be a person that's flighty and like jump from one thing to the next, and I don't mean that in like a negative way, but Mm -hmm. in that space of like, I tried that and it didn't work. And I'm like, you tried it for four days. Like we need, like, we need to try it for more than one post. Like, I'm sorry you didn't sell out your launch with one post, but like, we've got to actually like build consistency as safe in our body. And it's so helpful to put that container around it. Cause right then you're naturally relaxing into that masculine container. I've had that experience a lot with women and myself, just even launching. If you're, if you're in the space where you're launching products and say, you're like, my launch is going to be two weeks long and you know, three, like one day in two people buy, and then like a weekend and no one's buying. And you're like, the world is ending all the things (laughs) where really it's like, if you just hold that container where you're like, I'm not actually going to die. If I keep launching this and no one buys, like for the next six days, right? Like we're going to be okay. Like if no one else buys or no one buys at all, like I'm still holding this container. And what happens is like, so in my experience and with clients is like so magnificent because what they're actually doing is integrating their masculine energy and relying on that container rather than like, it's always about my emotional energy. Cause it's not always about your emotional energy, but there is this really beautiful aspect of relying on containers, like, mm-hmm. this is like essentially a, a mirror of relying on masculine energy when you don't necessarily feel it. That's totally like a tangent, but that's just like what came through when you were saying he put that container around it. Like, what can you try in your life right now? If you're listening and you're like, marketing feels hard. What part of it doesn't feel hard? What if you said like no to everything else and only did the thing that felt really good for 30 days, like put that container around it like what could happen? So cool. And and you can, you can put a container around something, but still leave it really, I want to say fluid, because I think sometimes when we put a container around something, there's this assumption that we need to get super clear and have all these plans for it and niche down, so to speak. But again, using my husband as an example, I think one of the key things that's worked for him, and I've seen the same thing with other clients is using this kind of experimental time to, yes, have general clarity and a general sense of what you're talking about and your themes and stuff. But 
I noticed with him, he wasn't overthinking it and saying, oh, I can only talk about this topic. Oh, yeah. He he didn't box himself in. And it's like literally on his third or fourth day, he had a a video go viral with like 120,000 views. And I think it was because he just literally channeled through what went, wanted to come through that day. So a really powerful question for anyone listening is if you're feeling blocked or overcomplicating this, what can create the feeling of simplicity for yourself is to ask the question, what desires to manifest through me today? Because Mm -hmm. you're taking away like all the complication of it and letting it be easier, letting it be more simple to just ask that question and act on that, as opposed to coming up with all these like convoluted plans and topics and things I think around that which then kind of put us back into a box of limitation and overcomplication that it stops being fun and I feel like when it stops being fun is when it does feel overcomplicated and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel simple so simplicity to me again it's it's not about doing less it's more the energy around like the structure in the business and it's the energy in which we engage with and kind of dance with our business mm-hmm. and what we're creating that creates that feeling of safety for us. Beautiful. All right, let's transition into talking about creating overflow. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I think sim- simplicity is the foundation in many right. ways to this, <laughs> right? Because how can we really be in a state of overflow, which I would define as having more than enough. Mm-hmm. Same. And if we feel like things are overcomplicated, it's like immediately kind of neutralizes the feeling in a way of having more than enough, because at that point, we're still kind of chasing the carrot and nothing really feels enough because we need to do more and more and Mm -hmm. more. So by creating this inner sense of simplicity, you're well on your way, if you're listening to this, to having more overflow. And then on an energetic side as well with overflow of having more than enough. I mean, I think a lot of us think of overflow as money, I mean, it could be love, it could be nourishment, it could be rest, it can be things outside of money. But I think a great example can be financially for the level of overflow. And I think a lot of us haven't really allowed ourselves to access the energy of overflow. Like we're so fixated on just having enough. And even if you're listening to this and you're not, say, like living paycheck to paycheck or whatever, And there's nothing wrong with that if you are and if you're moving through that. But regardless of where you're at in like the physical sense with money right now, I feel like the energy around overflow can feel inaccessible. Like it just feels Mm. like something we can't even connect to. I know that's how I felt for a really long time, yet I hadn't really actually explored it. Like I hadn't actually asked myself, well, how would it feel to have more than enough to pay my bills? How would it feel to not only have really great relationships, but to also feel financially safe? How would it feel to not only have money for groceries, but to have money abundantly for organic groceries? Like just to start asking those questions of like more than enough, which can be a really great indicator for ourselves of where we still have some shadows to work on or where is it amping up our nervous system and not actually feeling safe to have that. But I feel like that is very much the energy of overflow is kind of this, like, you know, the woman that gets to have it all. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes we're the ones that aren't allowing ourselves to even explore and dream and connect to what that would be like to be in a state of overflow because we're creating environments that feel complicated, that feel heavy, that feel dense, that feel you know very much like burdens and obligations. And so this simplicity I think opens up just a whole new playing field 
to connect into overflow, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like simplicity, simplicity is the foundation. And when you can heal your nervous system to the point where, or regulate yourself enough to be at the point where you're grounded and solid and just like simple in the yeah. way that you're moving through things, you're like naturally you are spacious. Like you can literally yeah. feel like when things are simple, I have space, right? Yeah. Like when things are overwhelmed, I don't have space. So if you don't have space quite literally in your body, like, you know, you can feel that energetically in your field, in your aura, when you create that space through simplicity, it's like literally a natural law of the universe. That space has to be filled. So you get to mm-hmm. choose then like, what will it be filled with? Well, if I'm making a standard of like, this is how I operate on social media and I'm not like here, there and everywhere. If that doesn't feel aligned for you, then you're naturally creating this space. Like you were saying to like hone in onto something like one Avenue or two avenues or whatever. And this space then is created. That's like, Whoa, it's a magnet, right? When you're so overwhelmed and we're like running around that to do, 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 do really busy energy out of a sense of like, I have to like work hard to get it rather than Mm -hmm. like, I work because I love to do what I do. Um, and it's like of service when we're in that former energy, it's, it creates that constriction and like crinkliness in our aura that can't, it's not magnetic to actually receive whatever it is that we want in overflow. And the thing I always say to myself is I have overflow in so many areas of my life. And what does it feel like like quite literally overflow is just like totally expected like you're just like it's a hundred percent expected for instance I have three kids and I'm never once been like I wonder if they love me right because they're overflowing in their love for me and I receive their love for me every single day totally open to receiving overflow and you know that could be the same with a partner I mean that's the same with my husband or with like you were saying, like there was a time where I couldn't buy groceries and now I always have a full fridge of organic groceries, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. overflow to me. So in that sense, if we can look for that evidence of where we see that in other areas, it helps us realize we are capable of that. But for so many of us, we shut it off when it comes to money specifically, because it's like, I don't even know what that would feel like to have like money. And, And a lot of times it's because subconsciously we don't trust ourselves, right? So it's like, I, I mean, I obviously, I just kind of took that and ran with it, but in that sense of like, where, where else have you seen those transitions of overflow of maybe where you weren't like in that mindset? And then you're like, Whoa, like now I totally just received that. Like, I don't even think anything about that. And it's just totally normal to me. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of, um, I'm sure some of you listening have read this and maybe you have too, Jenna, but the big leap with gay Hendricks was one of my first oh it's a really good book it's one of it was one of the first kind of leadership-ish books I remember reading years ago but it's always really stuck with me one of his philosophies which I'll probably butcher trying to describe but it's quite simple in the essence of basically that we all have our different capacities you know for how much love we can receive success money whatever and he does a really brilliant job in that book of breaking down that if we hit our threshold in one area it's human nature that will like knock ourselves down in another area. And I think this is very intertwined with overflow because we will, instead of looking for evidence of, wow, I have more love in my life than ever before. So this is evidence that I can lock in for financially what's possible or even seeing it in other people 
being in what we would perceive as overflow, that that means it's possible for us, we will kind of crash ourselves in another area. And obviously a lot of this is trauma related and inner child where maybe we perceive having more money with therefore having more responsibility Mm -hmm. or having more money, meaning that we're going to like lose love in our lives or whatever. So this is where I feel like overflow is extremely available and accessible, but also can be a healing initiation in itself for us to go deeper and look at ourselves of where are we actually not allowing ourselves to feel fully supported, to feel fully loved, to feel not only like we can have these different areas checked off, so to speak, but to actually have multiple areas, I feel like is a big part of the overflow too, because I see this a lot with women in business where they will have one area really good, like their relationship will be really good, but then they'll like block themselves in business or as they make more money in their business, they start having relationship issues or, or body issues. Like they'll start gaining weight to like compensate for having success. So I I feel like the ultimate overflow, I guess, is what I'm saying is to, it's not about striving for something per se, but it's more about the energy of actually allowing ourselves to tap into like all the areas. And I feel like overflow can start with just feeling good, feeling good and in alignment in all the areas, even if your life's not perfect, but just tapping into that energy and then allowing ourselves to like expand into all of them while just consciously noticing where we might want to shrink down in other areas or hide ourselves or Mm -hmm. sabotage ourselves. And I feel like as we Basically, it's very intertwined, I think, to our level of consciousness and self-awareness and willingness to look at ourselves, because the more we're willing to do that, then the more we can actually expand that capacity to hold because we're we're literally witnessing it. We're not in avoidance and then playing out the same things of like grow in one area, shrink in another, grow in one area, shrink in another, which I think is why so many women financially will have a really great financial month, like a launch or a pay in full Mm. or something. And it kind of stretches that, but then instead of like looking at it, they'll take their foot off the gas pedal and then go into hiding or sabotage another area to then distract themselves from continuing the momentum. Mm -hmm. So I I guess basically I'm saying all these things feel very interrelated. (laughs) They are. I mean, I literally, the way that I teach on money is like money is just energy and we are essentially projecting our relational shit onto money. And so that's stored in the nervous system. And so most of the time when I take people into their subconscious, their money is not money. It's usually their dad or somebody that was like this really, if they're working on money, like, and it's a hard relationship for them, it's usually their father or somebody that was like really controlling in their life. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you're just relating to your dad. Like, you're just like, creating this reality with your dad, but it's actually money. Like you're just projecting it onto money. So for me in my paradigm, every single, like we came here to experience relationship. That's why we're here. And so if we came here to experience relationship, everything is relationship, literally everything. And if we learn the foundations of relationship in our nervous system, when we're born, well, actually in the womb, in our attachment nervous system, then everything we're seeing in our life is just like an outplay of some part of that attachment system with that we're essentially projecting onto it. 
right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so in my kind of expertise is like really why it's all nervous system is because when you, like you were saying, if you don't do nervous system work, it's literally like your nervous system will compensate. Like it will not be like, it'll be like, you're allowed to have this amount of money and we're going to destroy your marriage. Like it literally will compensate because it needs to bring you back to that homeostasis of suffering Mm -hmm. or scarcity. Mm -hmm. And why I always tell people like, you think that um, like wealth is, you're not going to have scarcity. Like that's why people that have millions of dollars feel like they have nothing because they are addicted to scarcity in a relationship. It just feels safer for you maybe to have that with money. Like if that is your thing, than with your relationship, right? Like for me, it felt safer for me to, to be obsessed with scarcity with money than like with my relationship. And then when I started to get more money, it was like, now I'm so scarce in my relationship. (laughs) But when you actually heal the nervous system, you're actually like creating the capacity to hold, like you were saying, all of those relationships, whether it's with community, with your family, with your partner, with your children, with your business, with money, with clients, like what would it feel like? Like you're saying this invitation to feel into what if I could hold those all Like what if I could hold hold all of those and raise my capacity to hold more in all of those spaces? Like, whoa, that to me is what overflow feels like. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, so good. So juicy. And I feel even, even the other day and you and I were talking about this before we hit record and I've been exploring what's next since I just moved back to the country and where am I going to live? And do I want to rent? Do I want to buy, et cetera. And so I found a really great potentially aligned house to rent while we figure it out. And so I was pulling up, they wanted some financial statements. So I logged into my Stripe and punched in like the last couple of years. And just on that platform, not including PayPal and other things, it, it was it was kind of like surreal, even though I do know my numbers and track them. But when I punched in the dates, it came into over $500,000. And honestly, like the first thing that came up was like major triggers. And I think this is important Mm. to share that it doesn't matter if you've made $0 or seven figures. Like at this point I have in my business, there's, there's deeper and deeper and deeper layers. However, I feel like the more we've cultivated that practice of being able to regulate ourselves, Mm -hmm. then the easier it is to move through. But when I saw that I wasn't proud or neutral or anything, I was like, Oh, I should have more to show for that. Like, where did all that money go? I'm irresponsible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, thought, I'm like, am I even a good coach? Am I even a good business? You know, like all these things. However, mm-hmm. I think that only lasted maybe 10 minutes um, mm-hmm. versus years ago. Like that would have taken me on a tangent. And then literally I probably would have tanked a launch and then got mad at my husband, you know, like, and created all of this like excess drama because I wouldn't have known where to put that energy charge. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, I can see it and be like, okay, like it's not about bypassing the emotions or anything. Mm-hmm. I sat with it, but I'm, I'm more resilient now to process it mm-hmm. and to be with it. And then to actually go through the process then of, of transmuting the energy into mm-hmm. other things. And I use, I basically took that as a teachable opportunity and then instead took a screenshot, did a little write up and put it in the private chat with my mastermind clients to be like, Hey, this is what just happened for me. Like, here's a teachable moment for all of you. And they got a lot of value out of it. I like neutralized the charge for myself and mm-hmm. move through it. And I, I share this because I think it's important, not only from the aspect that sometimes I think we can put people on a financial pedestal and go, oh, well, when I get to 10K a month or seven figures or six, like it, it'll go away. And 
I don't, I, I personally, without trying to sound limiting, don't think it ever fully goes away. Mm-hmm. It's just our capability to navigate through it can expand exponentially where we're able to move through it. And I think this is where your work is really important. My work is really important. And every woman listening to this, who's like literally in the work themselves Mm -hmm. is the key to tapping into overflow where we can witness ourselves and not go into some sort of like subconscious destructive path Mm -hmm. to take it away and instead just be willing to look at it and be willing to witness ourselves. Yeah. And like hold space for yourself in that. Yeah. Without it meaning something. I think, I think you're so right. Um, so many women, like, as you're listening, if you're like, oh, they don't, they don't struggle with X, Y, Z because they're here. It's actually not like, honestly, money is an amplifier. So the Mm -hmm. more you have, the more it's like the higher you rise, the harder the fall kind of thing of like, you're like, whoa, like this is like intense for me, at least it's been like, it's more, it's almost like a magnifying glass into my soul more. Yeah, I'm like, totally. yeah. like, cause there's no more of like, well, I won't feel that way when I get there. It's like, I've got there quote unquote, whatever that was so many times that it's like, it has nothing to do with the there. It's the cycle yeah. of that thought of like, when I get there, I'm not going to have this. Why do I want to get rid of this feeling or whatever it is so bad? And why do I keep creating the reality that I keep having that feeling? And, um, yeah, I love that you point that out because it is so true. We just let it, we, we are all on the journey of letting it mean less, like where it's like, Oh, I just saw all of those thoughts pop up into my reality of like, I suck. I'm the worst. I should quit everything I'm doing. Maybe I should stop my launch. Maybe I should stop like all the things and just be like letting them flow through and be like, Oh, that's so cute. Okay. And like, actually, yeah, like allowing, holding space for ourselves and allowing those to flow through without it meaning anything. Just like my kid can throw a tantrum and be like, I hate you, mom. And it means nothing to me because I know they're not serious. And in five minutes, what they really are going to want is to cuddle up to me and I'll hold them. But if I react in that moment and I'm like, what, you hate me? Then I'm pushing them away, right? But if I just hold space and I just relax, they naturally melt. And then naturally are like, okay, I'm ready to receive your love. And then, and then that bond is grown. Like quite literally, that's what we're doing with money. That's what we're doing with business is we're stretching that capacity to trust that relationship. And so when you're like, whoa, I just lost my shit because this didn't happen in my business, but I still showed up and like, look, my business is holding me. Like, look, money is holding me. You're regaining that trust in yourself and in money and and in business, like little by little, which is healing those internal relational patterns that you had. Yeah. You're almost like validating for yourself that you can handle more. I know Mm -hmm. for me, even with my little moment that I had with the, the stripe after I processed that it actually moved and like alchemized into possibility where I was like, oh, I'm like, okay, well, that was fine. Oh, I just hit myself in the face. I was like, that was fine. <laughs> Literally a slap into reality. You know, I, I basically told myself, oh, well, what that really represented too when I dug into it was my comparison to other coaches and other people outside of myself of, oh, well, 
you know, such and such probably would have bought a house with that, or they would have invested in a luxury handbag or what do Mm -hmm. I have to show? And I had to like sit with and actually back myself. And I think a lot of the times we don't back Mm -hmm. ourselves energetically. This is where like when you were describing in our launches and stuff too, it's so easy on day one to be an eager little beaver. And then by day three, we're like, Oh, I can't Mm -hmm. do it. And we energetically settle. So -hmm. I think backing ourselves is a big thing. And when I allowed myself to move through that process on the other side of it, it was almost that amplification and excitement feeling where I was like, oh, well, okay, I had 500K come through Stripe. And honestly, a lot of the time wasn't really in alignment, was really hard on myself. I was like, how would it feel to actually have that happen like this year, just on that one platform instead of from Mm -hmm. a couple years? And I was like, oh, like, so it actually like led to an activation. And I I think a lot of the times we stop ourselves and we get like so fixated on the story that we create that how that situation could have ended could have been me feeling really poopy and second guessing everything. And there's nothing wrong with having emotional moments, but it's also the leadership to lead ourselves through the process and not create some sort of weird loop for ourselves. And so I think that was the big thing for me with that was allowing myself to have my little moment, but then also leading myself through it moving the energy into something else and then actually allowing myself to be in that energy of like, what else is possible and how does it get any better than this? Which Mm -hmm. then led to, I feel like an actual big wealth upgrade to (laughs) be able to like, see that, you know, like it was actually liberating in hindsight to cut full circle and go, Oh, like I literally physically can see 500 K in Stripe. So what, what difference would it make and how possible could it be to actually just see that as my snapshot if I punched in the last six months or something mm-hmm. and it gave me like a visual from it as opposed yeah. to leaving it with this like limiting stagnant energy so I think for anyone listening to this it's when you're in that kind of breakdown which doesn't have to be a full-fledged breakdown but like a breakdown mini moment or whatever a trigger it's about allowing yourself to like take it three steps further in terms of like moving the energy and getting curious, you know, and asking yourself like, well, what is like, what is it showing you that's possible and how can you mm-hmm. actually move this energy back into possibility so that you're not going to bed or ending the day or ending the thought with just limitation. And then you infuse that into your next day or your next launch or your next sales call. And so I think it's a big movement of energy that we can play with to basically just keep moving more and more and more into overflow. I can love it. I'm just obsessed. And yes. And that's the importance of learning those tools for yourself first, because again, like it just, the bigger quote unquote, the business, the bigger, the amount of money, the more amplified those things can feel. And if you don't have those tools to move through it, like in the beginning, we can be like, ah, it sucks in the beginning, but like, really that's when you're creating the foundation of like what you were just saying to the fact where you can in 10 minutes, move it to a teachable moment for all of your clients. Like and you're like, woohoo, can't wait to get $500,000 next month. Like in that it's like, right. Like if you would have had that experience on beginner Jenna in the beginning of your business, you might've crumbled under that trigger mm-hmm. and been like, I suck with money. I'm not responsible. Well, I go into like quitting your business. Like who knows where totally. now it's like five seconds of a turnaround and you're like, Oh, great this is happening for me. This is to transmute. And this is a teachable moment for my clients. Like, right. And, and that's the, those are the muscles that it's just evidence that you've built that over years of 
that practice of triggers like really are our activations. I love that you said that because that's what I believe. And so when we look at them that way, we realize like what you just asked for is coming through whatever it is, but this trigger is coming up so that you can really integrate that. Like you still had like some of that shame in the shadow of like how you've spent money. What do I have to show for it? Air quotes. And in that it's like, Oh, you had those moments then to integrate that of like, actually like, I'm not ashamed of anything I did with that. And like, I'm really proud of that. And I can't wait to see what else I do. Right. Totally. Yeah. It was very liberating. And it actually made me pause and go into a level of self-acknowledgement of being like, well, that's actually like totally limiting to be like, what do I have to show for it? Nothing. I was like, well, not only in terms of investing in myself and my business and travels and like a, a large majority of where that went, I've also invested in things like gold and silver and a pretty good crypto portfolio and other things. So things that we almost kind of just push aside actually made me come full circle on that too and go, actually, you know, this, this is actually like a wealthy woman kind of moment of being like, well, yeah, of course I wouldn't just have like 500 K sitting in my bank account while the financial right. system, especially in Canada, yeah. was like, you know, it was like, I don't want to say crumbling, but like shifting yeah. and made me realize like, actually, no, I think I've been pretty smart with my money. Can I do better? Absolutely. There's always more to learn, but this isn't, it, it actually helped me move through, I think some like lingering things and actually go into more of a self acknowledging kind of moment of actually like, wait, what I I do have other assets and I have other things. And, you know, the version of me five years ago would have been like, so excited to know that I have not only all this stuff that I've learned and received support on, but I also have other assets outside of, you know, fiat money in my Canadian bank account. Mm-hmm, totally. I love it. All right. Um, closing this out, where yeah. can everyone find you and your magic? Cause you're mm-hmm. amazing. And I know they're going to want to know what you're up to. Thanks. Yeah. I would say the, the easiest spot to find me on social media, although I'm in many places is Instagram, especially cause on there you can find all the other things. So my Instagram is my brand, which is soul meet strategy. Or you can go and lurk my website, which is soulmeetstrategy.com, which has all the social media stuff and all the ways I work with clients on there as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything last like tidbits that you want to say? Mm. I just want to thank you for having me here and that you've created this beautiful platform with so many amazing women that are really devoted to not only growing themselves, but doing it in a way that is actually aligned to them, which is what we need more of in the world. So really acknowledging you and also every listener that's here for taking the time to listen to this episode and for being willing to do the work and not doing the work as in overcomplicating and, and hustling, but being willing to lean in as leaders and being willing to elevate yourself and to look at the things that aren't always easy to look at, but also to tap into pleasure and play and ease and simplicity and overflow and these things that are available to us. So thanks, Jenna, for having me here to have this chat with you. Mm, Thank you. Thank you.